0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader podcast. I'm Nicola Willis from NW Marketing, the Small Business Cheerleader. And today I'm joined by Kate from CyberSafe. And we're going to be talking about all things small business safety uh, in the online world and the ways that you can secure your small business and uh, keep those hackers at bay. Hey, Kate, how are you? I'm very well, very well. Thank you for having me. No problems. Um, We've caught up on many things cyber safe and I think that it's so important that we talk to our small business owners about how they can take control and make sure that they're doing the right things to secure their business. Now introduce yourself and tell us all about your cyber safety credentials because I know there are many and, um, and why it's so important for small businesses to be on top of this.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, I suppose to start off with, I've been in the IT industry for 20 years. I know I might not look it, but (laughs) I've been around a a while. But um, IT and cyber are actually pretty different. And it was the motivation to move across the cyber came around about five years ago. Um, I was supporting a real estate company in this beautiful um, town of Perth city. And the real estate company got hacked. And they were down for two weeks, 70 staff, no computer systems for two weeks. And it was when we traced it back, it was one of their admin staff had clicked on a link on an email that had brought this malicious software in that had then resulted in what we call ransomware. And she got so, so stressed that she ended up on sick leave and ended up in hospital because she felt it was, you know, her fault that this had happened to the organization. She was afraid of losing her job. And I realized back five years ago that, first of all, wasn't fair because she hadn't been taught to look for these suspicious emails and it wasn't her fault. It really wasn't her fault. Um, so that was probably what I would say the, the pivotal point where I decided I need to go and understand this a little bit further and I suppose educate myself on how the hackers are doing this. And I went back to ECU and done my master's in cybersecurity and that blew my mind. Um, and so much so that that's what i have dedicated my career to is helping small businesses because I see the other side. I see when it hits and the scare and the worry and the stress that impact that it has in small businesses. And there's a stat that came out in February this year and it came out two years ago and I've refreshed it again. But 60% of small businesses in Australia that suffer a significant cyber breach goes out of businesses within the first six months after that breach. And Mm -hmm. I know that's true because I work with so many small businesses that that happens to and um, you know yourself as a small business owner it takes so much effort determination hard work to grow your business and then for it overnight to maybe have a sig- significant financial loss it sometimes feels too hard to keep going or to to recover and mm-hmm. especially if it's a financial impact that us have so that's what's motivated me to I suppose be on the mission that I'm on to help Small business owners understand that we all need to think about securing probably one of our most prized possessions, which is our, our business, um, from these nasty criminals. And I suppose also, I feel a little bit like a cyber warrior, where I want to defeat these these bad boys <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know protect the small business community as much as I
0: can. Yeah, I love that because it is, they become a nemesis, isn't it? Because yeah. they are a threat to your livelihood.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and to know that you have the uh, the tools that can, um, you know, enable people to take that control, I think gives small business owners at least some hope that should, God forbid, this ever happen to them, that there is somebody who can be on their side to help them navigate their way through. Yeah. And also, Obviously, we want to get to them before they have anything happen. And that's where I think you come into that because you have the knowledge to teach them ways to secure all avenues of their online Mm -hmm. business. Because even if you have a store, it doesn't have to be an online business. Like we were talking about before, if you have a website that you know a lot of your leads come through, if that gets hacked by malicious software, you no longer have access to your customers. And I think people forget that it's not just online businesses that are at risk. and so what i wanted to start off with 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 us talking is what are the scams out there right now that you're seeing in small business you know the ones that are most prevalent and, and having a, a deep impact out there
1: yeah so i as- I suppose on a daily basis, the one that I'm seeing most common at the moment is um, social media scams. So business owners losing their social media accounts. You know, I've helped people that have maybe had over 100,000 followers growing on their Instagram or Facebook account over five years. Hacker comes in and steals it and Instagram or Facebook and Meta does nothing about it to help them recover. Mm-hmm. I had a photographer recently who um, was about to lose three millions worth of NFTs if he didn't get his Instagram account back. And thankfully we've managed to get it back. He's one of the very few that gets our Instagram account back once it gets hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's probably the number one, one that I'm saying. The next one that I think that I'm seeing that's causing most of the financial impact and the reputational impact is what we call business email compromise. So hackers hack into a business's email system and then they intercept invoices and change banking details on the invoice. And then a business will pay a fake invoice or pay into a fake bank account. Like this week alone, I've helped a small business here in Perth that um, paid 120000 on a fake invoice. And the person at the other side receiving the invoice, it's really difficult to tell that it's fake, and um, because if you have been the first time transact- transacting with this person, it comes from their email account. Normally, there's the email trail beforehand about the communication with the, the invoice, and then the invoice comes, and it's just the hacker has changed just the bank account details. Um, That's is the one at the moment that is costing the economy and small businesses probably the most amount of money they're ranging from it's mostly over ten thousand dollars anything up to four or five thousand dollars and that's what i see um a lot of businesses impact at the moment so those two and then obviously the ransomware ones um they've been going around for a while um They are not costing as much money because most businesses are able to recover. It's just the downtime. So ransomware, as you click on a link, it downloads malicious software onto your computer and encrypts your files and holds you to ransom. If you don't have a copy of your files, um, then you have to pay the ransom to get your files back. Or what they're doing now for small businesses they say, look at a business and they're able to estimate the running costs or the operational costs of that business and how long it will take that business to recover. So say if they know that it'll take your business a week to recover and that's going to cost you $50,000, they will say it will give us $25,000. So you're back up now and you're only you're only losing half. So you're not having to pay the 50. So they're quite calculated in the Oh, it's just
0: so kind of them, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's just yeah, wonderfully they they're, have a heart, you know?
1: Yeah, so that's that's probably the top three ones that I I really see are impacting um, businesses at the moment.
0: Yeah, I I know a client of mine last year had the same issue with the email. Uh, It was a carpentry client and he'd sent out a deposit invoice And the client had paid it $5,000 and uh, he had chased them up for payment. They had said they had paid it, showed proof. And yeah, it had been intercepted halfway through. So you get into a stalemate, don't you, of whose fault is it? Uh, The client's paid it. The um, contractor hasn't received it, but they still want their work done. So that's where, like we were saying, the, the small business owners go into that panic mode of how do I fix this? What do I do? You know, do I just cop it? And it is huge. But if there are factors that we can stop this or at least be aware that it is happening because it does happen to people. It's not just other people. It does happen. And that's what I think people need to realize. It's not something that happens just to someone else. And if you can do something or at least be aware it has to do something towards securing your business, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and the the other issue that arises out of those situations is then your relationship with your customer goes mm. sour because both parties are out of money. You know, um, the the person that has sent the invoice hasn't got paid for their for their part, and then the other person has paid a fake invoice. The other situation in in this case where I'm seeing with a lot of these um, business email compromises that the cyber insurance won't take responsibility either so both insurance companies are fighting against each other so still you know the the person at the end of the day is still without money and I've seen this with a a company here in Perth who went after their ideal client they were trying to get into the the mining industry and were so happy they'd won their first mining contract Mm -hmm. and same thing happened and the mining company had been hacked and the invoice was $30,000 and got paid into a fake bank account and you know, the hard work that it was, to secure this client at the first time and then they, they fell out because the invoice wasn't paid but it was paid to a, a hacker or a fake bank account. So there's, people don't realize is that relationship bit gets gets lost as well um, and reputational damage then obviously as well and it's at the moment, you know, in the industry, it's whose fault is it? You know, is it the person not securing their mailbox that then gets hacked or is it the company at the other side not having proper processes in place when it comes to paying invoice where you're ringing up making sure and verifying you know I know some people now are doing things like paying a small amount of the invoice first to make mm-hmm. sure that it goes through or uh, before they pay maybe a large amount so I know I'm um, for instance a builder that I'm friends with that's what they do and um, if it's the first time transacting with a company they will say okay just to make sure everything's safe we will pay a small amount once that's approved and you you tell me that you receive it we will pay it all which is quite smart of them to yeah. do. That's a, that's a fantastic idea, and I know recently,
0: um, well, the last six months or so, I've been making sure myself with uh, you know G Suite, Gmail, making sure it's all, you know, they have to, I have to approve whoever logs in, and and, and all those extra steps that are really annoying as you're running a business, but so less annoying than losing $30,000 if anyone's trying to do that. So I think that's what we have to get into our mind that it is annoying every time, (laughs) but I think it's so less annoying than the outcome that it could be.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, but it's also people understanding that hackers are hacking people you know they're not hacking the technology because it's we are using the technology wrong so you'll often hear people say that it's technology's fault and we need to invest more in our technology no you need to invest more in training your staff on how to identify this like one of the companies that I've recently done work with they had a, um, a, a team member that was based in the UK and they had set up multi-factor authentication on their emails but the UK staff member was having problems so they were requested for it to be set and turned off so that the UK staff member could could operate and work um, and that's then how the UK staff member got hacked and paid the same thing. The hacker got into the mailbox and then a fake invoice was was paid through that way. So it's us trying to go around technology or not using it or the hackers um, socially engineering, which is basically manipulating us into giving them access. And um, that's the biggest problem with most of these cases when you revert it back. It's the hacker hasn't just, being able to hack into the mailbox, the user has given them access, and it's normally, it starts off with maybe a phishing or a fake email. So um, unfortunately, we're the weakest link on oh. <laughs> the hackers know it, so that's the biggest biggest challenge.
0: 100%. I got one last week from Norton Antivirus, uh, which I have um, on mine. And it said that I was due to pay a renewal, et cetera, et cetera, for this amount and, um, you know, to ring this number if, you know, I wanted to cancel it or et cetera. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'd already paid that last, you know, probably about three months ago. It's like, that's yeah. a bit weird. Well, maybe maybe I should call them, you know. And then it just clicked in my head that no, you know what, no. And, yeah, so it was a scam email. So obviously I would have called them. And they would have asked my credit card or something to try and verify something. And then I would have given it to them. So that's yeah. what you're talking about. It's that they fish it, they put it out there and they just hope that they'll get those that are busy, overwhelmed and tired. And that's the people that that's when we fall when we're so busy, well, it, I'll, yeah. it, I'll just pay it, you know, and then you yeah. forget.
1: And it's also, they know what makes us tech. So I've done a lot of work on like what we call cyber psychology and the cyber mindset. They know that there's certain emotions that if they play on that, it makes us tick. So for instance, you get an email from the ATO saying you owe money. You're going to be, and you know, you, you, you'll react. And another one that they're playing on a lot is that we all want to be successful in life. We all want to make more money. And some of us invest in things like cryptocurrency. So you get an email saying, double your earnings, click here. You know, that little bit inside of us that wants to make more money, it entices us. So they know the type of triggers Or uh, could be we all as humans want to be helpful. You know, so if they send something from your boss or somebody in business saying, I really need your help, can you urgently help you, you with this? Then you if you're playing on those emotions that trigger us and wants us to take action so that's how they are being so so successful right now is because they know what makes us tick they know what makes us click and they know how to manipulate us oh my gosh
0: i'm tired just thinking about it
1: (laughs) even the amount i've gotten over the last three months
0: more than i've ever gotten i think and i'm just you're just so tired but vigilant have to be vigilant there is no excuse because um again the option is just not worth thinking about so when we're talking about being vigilant, what are the three things right now that a business owner can do to at least start to secure their um, their online presence or, or their business in general when it comes to technology?
1: Yeah. So the number one thing that I said, all everybody, even if you don't own a business, it doesn't matter who you are now, even in your personal life, um, we all should be using a password manager. Um, full stop should have a password manager in place. The reason being is um, we all have sort of developed this way of creating passwords. So, and we probably use the same technique to create our passwords that we have done for the last 10 years. Most of us have been part of data breaches, whether we like to think of it or not, but most of the online platforms that we use have had a data breach in the last you know, five to 10 years. So therefore the hackers know what techniques we're using to create our passwords. So we really should be implementing a password manager that will manage all those passwords, will create a unique password and then we don't have to worry about that. So that's number 1. Every everybody doesn't matter whether it's in business or in your personal life um need to have a password manager. Number 2 is definitely multi-factor authentication. Um There's some stats around how much it will protect your online presence, but it's more about it doesn't fully prevent them from getting in. It makes it harder. So that's what it's all about is making it harder. So they give up and move on to their next target. Mm. So same with password manager. If your password is really hard to crack um, because they use what you call hacking software to crack passwords, then they'll move on to the next target as well. Um, And number three would definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, is make sure that you can recover your data from backups. The amount of times I see businesses getting hacked, um, and there's a famous saying in the industry, it's not if, it's when. Um, So it's going to happen to us all at some stage where we're going to have an incident. But it's making sure that we can recover everything that we um, have. And a lot of people take backups, but never test their backups. So I always say your backup is only as good as its last test. Um, because I've been to businesses that maybe paid for a service to back up their data, but then the service stops and they haven't tested. Then they get hacked, and and they're the they have to lose two weeks worth of data, and um, because the backup didn't work. So, and that's normally when it happens, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. At the moment that
0: you you've either something's lapsed or you haven't yeah. checked it, that will be the day. You know it. Yeah. It just you yeah. just know yeah. that Murphy's, will be the Murphy's day. Murphy's Law, I think that's what we call it in <laughs> Ireland, Murphy's Law. <laughs> it's same here. Yeah, it's just you know it's gonna happen because people yeah. I know have had that with their iPhone their iCloud backup they assume yeah. it's just happening in the background and yeah. then they lose their phone or their phone they can't access it they go to the iCloud and realize they've got weeks that have not been updated and all of those photos and all of that data is gone so yeah. you know it's simple things like that isn't
1: it yeah and I think like you've asked me for three but if I was to give you a final one it would be Train your teams and train yourself as to what is the types of scams that's happening out there right now. And, um, you know, it's being aware that there's uh, what phishing emails look like. How do you identify a fake email? What is the tactics that they will use to convince your staff to do something? And, um, you know, so you need to, especially if you have teams now. Your, your team is probably the weakest link, even if you've invested quite a lot of money in the technology side. Mm-hmm. It's your, your team that could give them access without, without them knowing. Um, so it's making sure that you've trained your team and trained yourself as to how they might manipulate you into doing something that you wouldn't normally do.
0: Yeah, I just think that's so imperative because it is. It's just some all it takes is one link, and somebody just either being too busy or just not knowing what to look out for, and yeah. um, it once it's done, it's very hard to be undone. And I think you'd much rather spend the time, wouldn't you? And, and you do that with teams. You teach them what to look for. I do. And so it's not something that the business owner has to take on themselves if that's not their zone of genius. And that's what people need to remember, that there is people, so there are people out there who can help you with that. It doesn't have to be another thing that's on your plate that you keep putting off.
1: Yeah, well, I um, say it's a, it's a bit like a journey. You know, It's um, there's something that we say in cyber, awareness won't change behavior. And I suppose you could say that for a lot of different things. But do you think about training, I see you've got lovely puppies in the background, training a puppy, how, off, how long does it take to change the behaviors in your puppy? It's the same as mm-hmm. us. <laughs> you know, we know that we shouldn't click on emails or we know that we need to change your password, but we still don't do it sometimes. So it's about that continuous, you know, reminder around how we change our behaviors. And that's like I've been very lucky over the last three years to be running security awareness programs for some larger businesses um, as well as small businesses. And I see it takes an average of 12 months before Mm -hmm. people actually slow down and change their behaviors when it comes to um, using technology because we're all so busy you know, and we don't have time to stop and think and worry about what that email. It's just something that we have to create awareness about and then eventually our behaviour will change. Yeah, and or, as we know, what it will take is someone to be hacked. And And then like uh,
0: like treats for the puppies, if we, you know, if you give us an incentive, maybe that might work. (laughs) Oh, oh my God, I tell you. um, Yeah, so that's exactly right. You want to make sure that you're doing it before it actually happens to you. And it does take a while. And talking about... Password managers, for people who might not um, be aware of what that is, that's something that looks like last pass or there are password managers within... uh, G Suite or, or Google, things like that, a lot of the time it's better to have something outside of your email, I believe, as well. Yeah. So that it's not, they can still access that if they get into your emails. So I find that um, I myself use LastPass and it creates all the, <laughs> again, the reason we have LastPass is that I got, um, about three years ago, they got in and got all of my emails. And because all, not my emails, all of my passwords. And because my passwords were, surprise, surprise, the same, <laughs> um, for the same three rotated around, I just they just got into everything. everything. So last pass came in. We went. It took days, and we yeah. went through every single software I had and created unique passwords. And I haven't looked back since then. So and my authenticator. Is a last pass one, although Google yeah. has their own as Google well has one as yeah. well
1: yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's it um like Google Chrome and a lot of the browsers do offer password um management. The problem with using those is that say you click on a malicious link on a piece of software, and uh, hacker gets access to your computer, the passwords that's saved in your browser are saved in what we call plain text so the hackers can see them they're not encrypted and a password manager they're encrypted and um, so therefore it's um, a more secure method of saving them and um, but it's also it's the auto generation it's the important part and mm. um, because hackers know like we should not be creating our own passwords because we are creatures of habits and mm. we will use the same technique all, all the time and um, so that's why we need to let password manager auto generate it for us so that it's harder to to crack and um, hopefully in the future there's a lot of talk around what we call password lists um, which is something that you will see coming and um, it's still a, a long way off but a lot of organizations are looking at it right now Microsoft, for example, have what they call um, Hello, um, and that's using biometrics um, to do your passwords in the future. So hopefully um, in the future, we'll have a more convenient way to, to manage it. But at the moment, still, um, a password manager is definitely the way forward. Like for instance, myself, I set up, I use LastPass as well. And I set it up probably about 18 months ago or more now. And I now have like 120 different passwords in there. How are you ever going to remember a unique password for 120 accounts? Unless no. you're a genius.
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't. Yes, no. And LastPass I love um, also because it is um, online. It is away from your computer. You can access yep. it on another device should you lose your device um, your authenticator app you can also use biometrics on it as well which I have set up on my Samsung so they can't get in unless it's my fingerprint things you know that just make it a little bit easier yes it's time consuming yes it's a pain in the ass to go through two things but I'd, I'd
1: much rather that, but any day that it be- also will tell you if your password's been part of a data breach yes. and therefore you need to change it so I had one recently where a company that I use had a data breach, so LastPass said to me, "You've been part of a data breach. You need to go and change this password." Yeah. So that's another good feature that it has as well.
0: Yeah. Oh God. I go and then we could. Uh, we're not going to. but could go into the dark web for like for years. <laughs> and then is it a fallacy? Is it real? Is it not? Um, because Norton loved to tell me that the dark web's all over the place, and I need to spend uh, five million dollars to secure the dark web. Um, so yes, that's that's a whole other story. Okay, so when we're talking about security, we were talking um, before we came on about people realizing the importance of their online presence. But what would they do if it disappeared? So yeah. we want to get people's mindset around the fact that these online things—your social media, your website, what you know, even your online store—could disappear if you had a breach so what would that look like and how are you in a business um, trying to prevent that you know what is your disaster recovery tactic that sort of mindset so speak to us more about that because I think that as a final point is so important for people to go away and think about
1: yeah um I see it quite a lot when a business gets hacked they don't realize what was important in their business until it's gone It's that age old saying you don't know how important something is until it's gone but like I have examples I had um, a company who um, lost their website and they didn't know that it was a self-managed website and they didn't know the website was down um, leads stopped coming in and they thought it was because of the pandemic they didn't think it was anything else once, and this was for three months, they started to do their investigation, realized their website had been hacked. It was redirected somewhere else. And when they'd done an analysis of their leads, other leads were coming via their website and they didn't realize. So they eventually actually nearly went out of business because of it. Another example I have is a, an accountancy firm that I did a piece of work for two, two years ago. They um, had all their database, all their phone system, everything on the one server. And they got hacked and the server went down. It was ransomware. They had no way of contacting their customers and customers couldn't phone them because their phones were off because of the server. And so a lot of their customers actually thought that they'd gone out of business because they were down for two weeks. Obviously their top 10 customers, they knew who they were and could contact them, but they hadn't got a list of customers that maybe use them once a year at tax time. Um, So they lost 60% of their business. So I often say we put a lot of trust in these online platforms. um, But we look at the pandemic. None of us ever thought that we would go through what we've just gone through. And I say that with technology as well. I'm not saying not to trust these online accounts, but also it's your business and it's your data. So are you making sure that you can recover that if they were gone tomorrow? How would you know what customers you have? How would you know how to contact your customers? You know Things like Instagram, and you probably know this from a marketing perspective, if you're building an online presence and an online community, get them into your email list because if your Instagram account's hacked and it's gone overnight, how do you contact your community or how do you contact your customers or your your potential customers? So I think as business owners and what I teach in my workshops is how do you identify what I call as your crown jewels? What in your business... If it wasn't there tomorrow, you could probably maybe go out of business, or it would have a significant financial impact in your business. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of business owners, they don't think it is what it is, and um, most might think it's um, their Instagram or other pieces of information. But it surprises some business owners when they go through that process. Um, you know, like for instance, if you're saving clients' data in a in, in a database, um. What if that company goes out of business? Would you be able to still continue? How would you recover that data? Do you have other copies of it? Things like that.
0: Yeah, it's even, um, I find this when I change uh, platforms in regards to project management software, Mm. even things like that, all of that data that you have in there for client work, for yourself, uh, should that no longer be there? How, how do you access all of that luckily when you transfer they give you the option to download all of that yeah. but it, it might be worth investigating as you go along to make sure that you have some sort of access to that should something happen because you're right we put so much trust into these platforms to just be there forever and yeah, they have also
1: all of all our lives yeah I was also going to say like your domain name you know I've had businesses that hackers um, have hacked their domain name and stolen their domain name I had one business here in Perth that they had their domain name for 13 years and built a brand around this their website and their domain name and it was gone so they had to start with a brand new email address brand new website brand new domain name and you know yourself after 13 years they had merchandise they had marketing materials everything with this website and domain name on and had to start again you know yeah. so you I, I had the,
0: the same issue with a client um, they had a domain name um, a shopping center client f- forever uh, the domain name and then they forgot to renew it mm. and it opened up and somebody got in there and uh, took over so yeah. it became, you know, those ones where your website comes up and it's full of ads that go yeah. to weird things. And we tried with their domain place to get it back for them and we just, it just yeah. couldn't. So they had to start again. So a shop yeah. centre that everyone knew the website for and had all the search results for, you know, 15 years worth of, you know, had to start again and build that website to get back up on the top of uh, SEO search. So, you know, something as simple as not renewing the domain when it came due that I think was about two, three months before it was picked up was only when the website became hacked that they realised they hadn't renewed it.
1: Yeah, and that's there's like also settings on your domain name to not allow it to be transferred and things like that. There's a lot of settings that need to be considered that if you're managing yourself, you may not just know about.
0: No, that's exactly right. And that's why I think these things, um, if you do an overview of what your business entails, these are things that get forgotten. So I think it's um, sometimes worth doing when you do a review of your business, even if it's for the year, you know, what yeah. do these look like? It needs to form part of it. And I think that that is the the, the best step forward for your business in making sure yeah. you are protecting because you have staff and you have people to look after. And it all comes down to the fact, if you no longer have your digital shop front or your data, then you don't have a business. So, you know, this yeah. is stuff that shouldn't be pushed to the side. And you just assume that all these software and platforms will be there forever because, yeah, once they're hacked or once they disappear, you'll realize how quickly you need them, hey?
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I see when I do reviews for small businesses is that the business owner might think that the business is operating in one way. And then when you actually talk to the team and staff, um, it's operating in a different way. And it could be, I often see it all the time that the staff say, oh, we have to do it this way because the owner's too busy and they're not available. So we find, find a workaround. And yeah. that workaround could be unsecure and maybe leave the, biz- the business vulnerable to a cyber incident and the owner knows nothing about it. And I nearly every time I, as part of my review, that's something that I always do is say I need to speak with some of your key staff because they give you more insight into the business and what the business owner sometimes knows themselves <laughs> yeah yeah the short shortcuts
0: are um, pretty prevalent <laughs> aren't they when it comes to just surviving in business when you're busy especially as you're a team member a staff member we've yeah. all, all been there we all know that there's a password you set up that probably isn't <laughs> secure or you've tried to you know turn off two-factor because it's annoying the hell out of you like you said before that team member yeah. that did it off only take something short and we talked about murphy's law that's the time you're going to get hacked so just make sure that you know you never have that time and you'll be fine okay now i want people that to listen to this and want to take action which hopefully is everyone in some way how do they get hold of you or how do they find because i know you've got free resources and you do heaps of fantastic tips on your own social media so Mm -hmm. share with everyone how they can find you and and what avenues they can work with you should they wish to do that too
1: yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram, my favorite platform <laughs> at the moment, um, but I'm Kate underscore Cybersafe on Instagram. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well, Katrina Ford on LinkedIn. Um, I have a Facebook page or my website is just Kate, C-A-I-T um, I offer, mo- uh, for small businesses, I offer um, a security review, which is a one-to-one, or I offer a workshop where we do a review together. Or I have an online course, which is a self-paced review. So the online course is basically I walk you through how to review your own business. Um, So it's like a health check that you could do once a year um, on your business to look at the three main areas, which is technology, people and process in your business. And it highlights the things that you need to fix. Um, I also deliver workshops so I do um, workshops for businesses training their team and then for corporates I run security awareness programs so they're 12-month programs to change behavior and cultures within larger organizations so yeah there's many ways that you can work with me and um, I just love helping people with this um, side of business and um, I, I feel very privileged and lucky that I've Being able to develop these skills um, and, you know, that's all I want to do is prevent somebody else phoning me up going, oh, I've just been hacked because it's the most stressful phone call you can have.
0: No. And that's it. And you, you have seen it daily. You, yeah. you feel it. So that's where this passion comes from. The same with me with, um, you know, working with small businesses, overwhelmed by their marketing and you speak to them and the overwhelm is real.
1: Mm. And so
0: when you speak to your clients, when they come to you and say, this is what's happened, you can feel the fear. Um, the, is this it? Have I yeah. have I stuffed up everything? And you don't yeah. want to ever see people in that space. So no. that's why you create all these other avenues for people to get access to you, whether it's, you know, your, your online tips, which people can do and follow you on Instagram, yeah. and you can start getting all that straight away yeah. or, like we were talking about once a year, do an audit, do, do it, you know, get involved in how you can check if everything's working because once
1: a year you'll be surprised at how
0: much will change in a year as
1: well. And that's why I created the course because it's very, very, very low cost because I understand businesses, especially in that startup phase in the first few years, they just don't have the the money to think about this. Um, I'm considering at the moment doing another course on how to set your business up securely Um, because of the IT background that I have. I know the pitfalls that we can fall into when we're choosing our technology at the start. Um, And when you're starting a business, it's just Making it work and getting customers in the door, and yes. you grow so quickly, and then next thing you realise that everything's a bit of a mess. <laughs> that, you but know then, what? That that's exactly it. It's the you grow too quickly bit, yeah. isn't it?
0: You start and you think you're fine, and then you know, luckily, you know if you do it half decent, you're busy, and yeah. then you don't have time for any of this stuff, no, and then you're five no. years in. And your processes are up the wazoo and you have no idea how to manage anything. And then yeah. you come to you going, I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. you start at least with two or three of the main basics uh, when you start out, much better down the track. Um it's less to worry yeah. about
1: and that's it it's so much easier when you are smaller and you're still in that growth phase to do it then because as i've seen it so many times larger businesses once they've got to that stage it's such a big job then to change the way that they operate maybe or change their processes or you know train their teams so um it's trying to just and you know what it is just doing small things as i said putting the basics in place really does go a long long way But for small business owners, for me, it's really helping them understand it can happen to you. Just, you know, don't think that you're special or, you know, you're too small. One of the things that I often hear from small business owners, I have nothing for them to hack. I have nothing for them to steal. Mm. If you're in business, you do. <laughs> Believe me, you do. There's still your livelihood. I mean, yeah. you know, even if you've got
0: 500 followers on your Instagram and you lose that, that takes a long time to build up 500 mm. followers and yeah. start again. So don't ever think that you're ever too small yeah. because all of that work you put in in startup phase for someone to come in and ruin it is just yeah. something you don't ever want to think about. So I think that's perfect because I work on with my clients on, you know, culture and business and your vision and core values because you don't, if you don't do that at the beginning, trying, to incorporate a culture into a, an organization when you're five, six years in and you've got a team is very hard. Yeah. And it's the same with your IT and your, your cybersecurity. Do it at the beginning because yeah. five years in is way too big a job to start changing everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, highly agree. Highly agree. Oh my God, I could talk all day. Oh, <laughs> it's just, you're the same. I just want to, people in small business and startup phase, the overwhelm is real in all aspects, but mm. take small steps. Find the right people to guide you in what you're doing and the difference in five years will astound you. So I think that if they can start to incorporate, like we said, the three things you can do right now, password manager, go look at LastPass, go investigate what that looks like for you, multi-factor authentication, how have you got it set up? Do you have the text code, the authenticator app? And do you have recovery codes, the hard copy ones you can print out now for Facebook and for Instagram? Look at those three things and, you know, recover your uh, data. How is it backed up? Are you checking your backups? Do you have something? Should everything go down? And then finally, make sure your team is across what these scams look like. And, and how they can stop being um, taken in by them, if possible, what it looks like. So I think those four things you've given us, people can start now and they can do that themselves at no cost. So I think, or l- little cost, I think that's the most important takeaway. Do those four things and you're at
1: least starting on securing your business. And I would finally just say for small business owners, stop saying that your business doesn't do tech or you're not in business to do tech. Every business is based in technology. um, And this is you need to get over that fear of technology. It honestly, it's not that overly hard. And there's loads of resources out there to help you. Um, Stop burying your head in the sand and
0: just do it before it's too late. 100% and go and see Kate's Instagram and make sure you are taking all those tips because uh, you'll regret it if you don't. And I don't want to, you know, you coming back to me later saying, oh, I listened <laughs> to that podcast and I should have done it. I want to hear that you did it and your business is thriving. That's what Kate, and I both want to hear. So go away and do it. I'll be following you, everyone, whoever you are. I oh, know. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. All right, it's been awesome to chat. Thank you so much. And um oh well, obviously, I'll keep following you on Instagram because I mean, I've I'm useless at it. No, I'm not. I'm better, but I still need help. So I'll um, be making sure that I'm doing all those tips we said. I'll be making sure every year I review it. <laughs>
1: you might be able to um, laugh at some of my silly reels that I do from time to time.
0: <laughs> no, your reels are amazing. Trying to be a hacker, and you've got to check it out, everyone. It's just insanely funny and i've shared them all because i think the hell it is because it's it, you know tech shouldn't be hard no yeah. it, it needs to be fun because yeah. you need to get the point across and i think that's the only way because people think it's too hard and they ignore it we want fun we want you to do it but we want you to be safe exactly But thank you so much kate and um i'll follow you online and everyone do the same thank you thanks
1: a million bye